The ARA acknowledges the traditional owners of the land where we have recorded this podcast, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and we pay our respects to the Elders past, present and recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders as Australia's first traders, who utilise a sophisticated network of trading paths that have facilitated the exchange of goods, knowledge and culture for millennia. Hi, I'm Paul Zara, CEO of the Australian Retailers Association, and welcome to Retail Therapy, a podcast proudly brought to you by American Express. The ARA is Australia's largest and oldest retail association, representing around 7,500 independent national and international members. Each episode, I'll be chatting with a leader in Australia's retail industry right here in the Amex Lounge, including the CEOs of some of the biggest retailers in Australia and across the globe. We'll be finding out what makes them tick, what defines their leadership style, and how they got to the top of their game. So join me for some retail therapy as we ask these questions and more and navigate our way through the retail industry, Australia's largest private sector employer. For more information about the work we do at the Australian Retailers Association, head to our website, retail.org.au. Diversity, equality and inclusion are important issues, not only for me personally, but for the ARA and the retail industry more broadly in Australia. It was a common thread throughout Series 1 of Retail Therapy, and I'm delighted to share with you some snippets from Australia's top CEOs and leaders. Nicole Sheffield at Australia Post does a lot of work in the diversity, equality and inclusion sector, and it was wonderful to hear her thoughts on women in leadership and empowering the generations to come. Um, so diversity, equality, inclusion are also important issues for retailers. You're a director of chief executive women amongst the many things that you do. Tell us about that role and the importance of the diversity of diversity in the retail sector. Yeah. Look, I think that um, I, I love I'm so I've been a member of chief executive for oh, a while now and, and, and on the board for four years and before that the council for two years. So I've been quite active in actually, you know, the the mantra or the saying, well, the mission, I should say, is women leaders enabling women leaders. So the whole purpose is not about your generation. It's the generations coming through. And this is where I think retail plays a really important part because you actually have, we all have so many females. My workforce is 76% female. Yet when I look at our leadership team, it's actually far more male. Mm. And so it's how you keep those women in the workforce, how you give them meaningful careers, help them with the training and the tools, but also give them mentors or sponsors, which are different things. A mentor's going to, you know, help you in your life. A sponsor's going to sponsor you to get promotions and sponsor you for new opportunities. And the role of chief executive women is pulling all of those levers and and advocacy and, you know, looking at... Mm. Um, change within policy particularly and we've seen massive, you know, we've seen the Me Too movement and now we've seen, you know, I think that whole, um, you know, Canberra bubble and what's happening within, you know, some of the terrible things that have really just surprised us all with Brittany Higgins and et cetera. I think what we have to realise is that there are extreme, um, you know, uh, what would you call, like things that have happened that are just wrong and, you know, in many instances 
criminal, but there's also the everyday woman that actually is just trying to get through her day. And whatever that day looks like for her, she wants to get home at night and feel like it's been worth it. And some of that may be raising children and there's nothing wrong with that, but that's actually actually a really valuable role to play. And that doesn't mean you have to step away from a career and how do you balance the two? And so we still have got a long way to go with childcare and, you know, the latest budget certainly helped that. But I think how we manage all those elements and really ensure that our female generations that are coming through most importantly feel they have those opportunities but want to stay in mm. their career because we have more women that graduate from university. We have over 60% of females that graduate from universities but by the 30s we only have 40% that are in management. It's a, it's a management. Terrible, terrible stat, yeah. terrible stat. I asked Sarah Hunter from Officeworks if she thinks we're moving in the right direction for women in the workforce. What she said about belonging gender and diversity of thought struck a chord with me. Let's take a listen. You know, there's there's a well-trodden view that 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 people do need to see role models and I and certainly for me I've had both influential male and female role models who've embraced um, diversity and demonstrated that belonging is really, really important. And I love to say belonging rather than inclusion. Yes. That's one of my things. I think it's it's really important that everyone feels they belong. And then in that context, gender's, gender is just the start, but it is the obvious start. And if we can't get gender equality and embrace inclusion and belonging for everyone in our workforce you know like it's so much diversity is so much broader than gender but like let's start with getting the basics right there absolutely um and for me it starts with the shop floor right it starts with it starts with my team rather than my leadership team albeit I am delighted that in the last 12 months we've reached balanced leadership across every level of our organization but don't you think that's the point, though? That's amazing, Sarah. Again, all credit to you. Um, that's part of it, right? So if every manager within an organisation took that sense of accountability and said, well, I'm actually going to work to get a diverse team of um, direct reports and that I'm going to knowingly and um, stridently make sure that it's a 50% um, gender balance, that you know, we, the workplace would be much a better place to be. They don't need to have, look to up the management tree to have a strategy. It'd be great if there was, but if there's not one, at least just take responsibility for their direct reports would make a big difference. Yeah, I, I completely agree because it's just part of running a good business. Diversity of thought means you're running a good business. And I'm really fortunate that both the men and women in my team and in their teams have embraced the fact and they totally understand from a values perspective that 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 is just about running a good business. It isn't a conversation. I haven't had to set an STI target. It's just part of the culture and values of the business that we want to lead and we want to run. But I think back to kind of what has changed, I think particularly for the shop floor, there is a growing recognition of the need to get the hygiene factors right. So for us, it wasn't an accident that the first formal policy I launched at Officeworks was our growing families policy, right. um, which is our second primary and secondary carers leave policy that embraced things like surrogacy leave and IVF leave. And it, it became gender neutral. So it was primary and secondary carers. Yes. You know, I have team members who have, and in fact, I have one of my team uh, in the leadership team actually take surrogacy leave, you know. So 
I think it is about supporting that. And so we moved to 12 weeks of paid leave for primary carers and two weeks for secondary carers of paid leave. Uh, That is unusual in the retail sector, but needs to be more common. And then the really big difference for me, Paul, that I think other than all the other things we need to do about bias and, and just getting the basics right, is we introduced 52 weeks of superannuation top up, even for unpaid. Right. Because the, the, the issue we've got around people caring for children and then being out of the workforce and the pay gap that that creates is material. And on top of that, to have people walk up to you on the shop floor and say, when I say to them, oh, you've worked for Officeworks for 15 years and then you will have had this experience. Mm. And they say, well, actually it was 17, but when I had my two children, it didn't count. Mm. That's not a business I want to lead. No. So I want people to be recognised as part of our family and part of our business when they are raising our next generation and taking the opportunity to do that and being financially secure, which materially um, improves their mental health through the period, which is a big, it's a big commitment to have a child and bring a child into a family when they're caring for that child I want them to enjoy the experience and not feel a financial burden that I could somehow lessen you know so that that improves their mental health through the process. Mm, some, some great work there Sarah. In my conversation with Lord Mayor of Melbourne Sally Cap, she shared her experience being a woman in the male-dominated corporate world and what she learned from that as well as our own responsibility to support change. I also asked the Lord Mayor about the role the government has in equality and inclusion. Yes, well, I uh, do remember back to the days of literally being the only woman uh, in business environments. I remember pretty early on a a senior, I started as a lawyer and um, a senior partner in the law firm turning to me after a meeting and telling me that nobody really gave an F what I thought. Uh, and uh, that was sort of the summary of uh, how I was made to feel in in that environment. Um, But, you know, resilience and having a go and persisting, making some mistakes but being determined to keep trying to keep knocking on those doors uh, and to keep pushing through have also been incredibly positive uh, experiences for me, um, testing my own personal boundaries Uh, but also making sure I've pushed as many buttons as I can on the way through because it makes you realise that every single person has the opportunity to contribute to positive change. Uh, And when it comes to issues of inclusion and diversity, we're relying on every single person to buy into uh, and support change and also to get in behind those who have the courage to demand change And it's given me some fantastic perspectives on the sort of courage that it takes of those individuals that truly do stand up to demand equity and equality. Uh, And I, the huge respect I have uh, for those people and the desire now to support more of that. Let's hear from Pip Marlowe at Salesforce and what she thinks about barriers for women in the workforce. We need to be exemplary. In, in how we go about it. And I think in some ways government has led policies around maternity leave, for example, uh, where governments have absolutely led the way. 
but in other ways, policies around workplace culture uh, and the sorts of uh, behaviours um, haven't had as much spotlight on them as, as say, uh, some corporate environments. Also things um, around targets. Some parts of government have absolutely led mm. the way on targets and we've seen the results uh, and others we've still got some work to do. I think all of us recognise that no workplace is perfect uh, and there'll always be areas for improvement and I think reaching out to learn from each other Certainly um, here at the City of Melbourne at the moment, a really big emphasis around our reconciliation work with our traditional custodians and reaching out to other organisations to learn more about what they're doing, what's worked well and what hasn't, and working more directly and governing with our traditional custodians is really starting to change the paradigm. But a lot of that comes from acknowledging and being able to say we aren't doing this well and we want help and we're opening our organisation up to being vulnerable in that way is absolutely paramount to seeing change in, in more uh, significant ways. Jane McNally, CEO of fashion retailer Camilla, believes it's super important for a brand to have purpose. Let's take a listen to how Camilla drives its philanthropic work. I mean, I think the numbers would tell you that that's, that is the case. Um, when you look at the number of female CEOs in the ASX um, 200, I think it's like about 12 or something right now, um, we're about 30% of board um, in the boardroom. So if we believe, and I happen to believe this, that there's just as many smart and talented women as there are men, then something is going on in the system. Often we talk to pipeline as being a challenge, and it can be, certainly in the world of technology where when you go to um, STEM degrees, we're still not seeing uh, 50-50. No. But even in areas where we have solved pipeline, if you think about lawyers, in Australia, about 60% of law graduates are female. When you get to the boardroom of the law, law firms, you don't see 60%. So, yes, we need to get pipeline working better, but we also have to understand what are the system changes that we need to drive through the life cycle of a you know, person's career to make sure that every person of any gender can have equal access, equal opportunity and equal pay. Yes. And that's still still not there. I think we've got about an 18% in, uh, gender pay gap in, in this country. Oh. So, you know, organisations like our Salesforce, we do um, a gender pay review every year. And, in fact, you know, Mark and the leadership team spent over $15 million um, closing the gender pay gap when it's been identified. Now, mm. often that is for a female, but it is also we've found pay gaps for men too and we've mm. um, fixed that when we've found it. You've got to make sure that you um, are creating great systems internally so that when you see things like as you know, when you're taking parental leave, my, my husband couldn't have children, I mean, I could do that. <laughs> um, but when you go on parental leave, are you creating great parental leave? Are you providing um, secondary care leaves? Because we really want to make sure that we are encouraging uh, the men in um, in our world to also take leave. Is it uh, is your parental leave inclusive of all types of families and making sure it doesn't matter if it's adopted or same sex? Do you give everybody the same right to that opportunity? And that's me. Yeah. We absolutely do. And and certainly for females also, when you're taking parental leave. Um, you don't have to pay somebody superannuation. And females, when they retire, have quite a, a super gap. So pay super when um, you're out on parental leave to make sure that 
we're not disadvantaging women for being you know being the only gender that can have children yeah. so um, I think there's things we can do to help close that pay gap you know review it pay it when you find it pay super create great parental leave programs and then make sure you know when you're recruiting we do panel interviews to make sure we try and overcome bias in that panel. Mm. We try and make sure we uh, have everybody has to, to do hiring in our organisation. You have to do inclusive hiring practice um, enablement as part of that. So we are aware of our own biases, how might that come across through uh, in our interview and who we say hire and not hire for. Really make sure we're investing in the um, skills and capability to overcome you know, what we all have, which is you know unconscious bias. When I spoke to Erica Birchtold, CEO of The Iconic, about diversity, equality and inclusion and the barriers for women in the workplace, she told me that organisations need to walk the talk, along with some fantastic thoughts on this topic. Well, I think gender equality needs to be something the entire business and all team members believe in and, and make a commitment to. And organisations, we really need to walk the talk and, and barriers are, are dissolved over time. Like This is not going to be a really quick turnaround like we need to take um, personal responsibility from the top down Um, Mm. I think women do need to feel confident and supported in putting themselves forward for roles particularly leadership positions Um, I do also want to call out that it's important to remember that not every woman wants to have a family or actually can have a family so gender diversity needs to focus more on you know on on more than just that work-life balance like it's got to look at the whole sort of person and what what is important to them Mm. um and then supporting women in the workplace equally needs to extend to things like empowering men to step up across key roles in in parenting so normalizing it for men to take some you know leave to pick up the kids or take paternity leave and that's something that you know is important to us and Look, at our business, um, over 65%, I think we're at about 67% um, women, um, five of the eight executives are women uh, in the business. So, um, you know, we're certainly leading by example, but, um, you know, there, there's always mm. going to be work to do and it's really just understanding that diversity comes in all forms and, and richness of conversation and I think diversity in every, every way, shape and form, not just gender, is, is really important. Some great insights there from our top CEOs and retail leaders on the topics of diversity, equality and inclusion. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us on the Amex Lounge for some retail therapy. Make sure you subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. We can be found wherever you listen to your favourite podcasts. For more information about the work we do at the Australian Retailers Association, head to our website, retail.org.au. Follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter or Instagram, wherever you love to connect. All the links can be found in the show notes. I can't wait to talk retail therapy with Australia's retail leaders and share these conversations with you, the future leaders, business owners and innovators of the industry.